So this Sunday, which is Holy Trinity Sunday, is sometimes called a preacher's nightmare. And the reason for that is because the Trinity is super complicated. Uh, It's the greatest mystery of our faith. So it's very difficult to say anything without saying something in error, like heresy or something like that. So thank goodness Father Martin had the 5 p.m. Mass last night that's live streamed and online. So if I say something here now that's a mistake, it's not going to be recorded. Uh, So we'll be fine. I don't see anybody with their phones out, so I think we're okay. Um, As well, it's a bit of a preacher's nightmare because it's difficult to talk about the Trinity without sounding too kind of intellectual, too conceptual, and too kind of distant from our regular everyday experience. But with all this in mind, I'd like to kind of give it a shot here this morning and talk a little bit about the Trinity and hopefully explain a little bit why the Trinity actually directs us about how we should live as human beings. In other words, the fact that we believe in the Trinity should have a great impact in how we live as human beings and what we see as important. In fact, our belief in the Trinity challenges a certain way of thinking about human people, about what it means to be a human being. Namely, oftentimes we think that to be a good or successful person, we need to be completely independent. In other words, the more we do not need to rely on others, the better. We see this sometimes in society and media. We tend to kind of exalt or put on a pedestal individuals who we think are self-made, who kind of had an, an idea on their own and built up some great company, made a lot of money all on their own steam, all on their own efforts. And we can think of kind of the recent tech billionaires in this. People like to idolize sometimes people like Elon Musk. Zuckerberg, Bezos, and when you look closer, of course, none of these people really made it on their own, but that myth gets put out there a lot. Look how great they are. They kind of built this industry from the ground up just on their own steam, on their own talents, on their own efforts. Therefore, we sometimes in society, perhaps more so in the West, tend to idolize or promote the idea that we should be completely independent. We don't need anybody. We should be able to do everything on our own. And certainly there is some truth in this idea that we are independent as human beings. We should have a certain amount of independence. And I apologize, I'm about to get a little bit philosophical about what to do. It's Trinity Sunday. So we can think, for example, in this church, how many people are there? I'm not actually sure, but maybe a few hundred are here in the church today. So there's a few hundred persons in the church here today. And how many humans are there here in the church today? hopefully about the same, I think, of how many persons there are. And this kind of strikes to the core of who we are as uh, human beings, that each human person possesses their own humanity, right? We're kind of in possession of our own humanity. I don't kind of depend on it from somebody else once I'm alive, right? And I have my own humanity. I can walk around with my own humanity. For every single human person, they have their own humanity, And so because of this, there's some truth to this idea then that we have a certain independence as human beings, but in society, perhaps there's an overemphasis on the fact we should be completely reliant on our own. The Holy Trinity, our belief in the Trinity, kind of goes against this or challenges this idea because we see that in the Holy Trinity, true perfection is not found in complete dependence or independence rather, but interdependence. True perfection in the Trinity is found not in singularity, being on one's own, relying on nobody, but rather through perfect communion of love. 
So let's return to that question again in this church. There's as many humans as there are people. And now when we look at God, we see that the situation is a little bit different. So how many persons is God? Well, three, right? How many gods are there? Just one, right? And here's kind of where the catch is and how things are a bit different than people. Whereas for humans, every person has their own humanity. For God, you have three persons who share perfectly the same divinity, right? You see that kind of the difference that's there? So we see that God is a perfect communion of love. God, the three persons of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, share perfectly this divinity, this Godhead. Therefore, God, from all eternity, from all eternity, before anything was even created, God was not on his own. God was not alone, singular, by himself. God was always a family, a community, a relationship of love. This ultimately who is who God is from all time. Therefore, God is not kind of independent on his own, but God is rather this perfect communion of love. And the only difference really between the three people in the Trinity is the difference that they have in relationships. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Father. And neither of them are the Holy Spirit. They all relate to each other differently. And St. Augustine, as many other saints and theologians have tried to do, have tried to explain ultimately how we can describe the Trinity. And we talk about the Trinity, for example, St. Patrick describes it as a shamrock, right? Three petals in one plant. St. Augustine tried to use this analogy of love. Ultimately, that the Father is the lover, the Son is the beloved, and the Holy Spirit is this relationship of love between them. But we learn ultimately from the Trinity that what it means to be a person in the most perfect and complete sense is that persons are made for communion. Certainly we have some independence, but we are made to be interdependent on one another. We need each other. And here ultimately this has a big impact on how we are to live. We believe that we are made in the image of God. And today we recognize that we're made in the image of the Trinity. Therefore, we're made to be in communion with other people. We're not made to be dependent on our own, to be self-reliant entirely. We're made for communion. Therefore, we find our true peace, our true joy, our true fulfillment when we live in loving communion with other people, when we depend on other people, where we rely on them, where we help them and they ultimately help us. So this then should challenge our conception of what it means to be a human. And we can kind of think of an analogy from music. We can think that we are not supposed to be soloists, but rather participants in an orchestra. And sure, sometimes from time to time, a soloist is good, but we are ultimately members of an orchestra. Each of us are necessary, but we rely on everybody else. We each have our role to play, but everybody is important to create this beautiful music. Pope Francis likes to emphasize this often, the importance of community being made in the image of the Trinity. And in his first document that he wrote, Evangelii Gaudium, Pope Francis really stressed a couple important factors. Pope Francis likes to say things like no to something and yes to something else. So Pope Francis in this document basically says that we should prioritize relationships, especially those relationships with Christ, over things. And this, I think, is a radical idea in our culture sometimes that can feel a bit consumeristic. 
We can think that in order to be fulfilled, we need to obtain certain things. And of course, we need stuff in our life that's important. But Pope Francis, based on our belief in the Trinity, encourages us to prioritize relationships. Families, friends, our bonds and community are the most important. This really is what we should be valuing and placing our time and efforts in above all else. So therefore, relationships are more important than things, than possessions. Secondly, we get the idea that we should emphasize unity above division, really at all costs almost. And of course, we notice in our world as well, things can become a bit polarized at times. But if we really believe we're made in the image of the Trinity, made for communion, then unity is so important. We must become people who try to promote unity in the world, promote communion. And for this reason, Pope Francis is so big on dialogue, encountering the other, learning the other person's perspective to build up this unity in our society. So then as we celebrate this great solemnity of the Holy Trinity, we give thanks to God for revealing the Trinity to us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But we reflect ultimately that the Trinity, our belief in the Trinity, should change the way that we live, challenge us to live in the way Christ calls us. We believe we've been created in the image of God, who is this perfect communion of love. So as we reflect on this day, we can ask ourselves a question or maybe pose a certain question to ourselves with respect to how we can build community. What is one thing I can do today, or as I enter this week, to build community in a practical way? When I look at my relationships with family, with co-workers, with friends, with my parish community, what's one way that I can practically try to promote unity, to promote community today?